Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, my talkers, thanks for hanging out with us on this hump day. It's Wednesday. Lori and Julia are both in studio to bring us through this last hour of the day. And you know what? It is going to be a good one. We've got Vintage Scandal coming up. Holly's going to join us for a dirt alert and more Hollywood news to get to you guys. So sit back and relax. So much Hollywood news. Award nominees, or what are we going to do? Well, I'm moving on for Are that. you moving for on? The All moment, right. For All the right. moment, I have a gossip wish. Okay. And I'm wondering if you could get behind this wish. So I didn't realize. A gossip wish. A gossip right. wish. I that didn't realize I'm dating Brad that Pitt. The Winter Television Critics Association, the virtual press thing is happening, started yesterday. And that's how we found out that the Oscars are going to have a host this year because yes. the president of ABC, which is the network that hosts the Oscars or airs it, confirms that this year's show will have a host after going hostless for the last, was it the last two years? Two yeah, years. Two. Yep. Which we did not like. No. Nope. At all. And so the last year that we had a host was Jimmy Kimmel. And so it's happening, and it's happening at the end of March. It got pushed back because of the Super Bowl and the Winter Olympics. And now they're thrilled it was pushed back because yes, of the... just like the Screen Actor yes, Guild Awards is glad it's mm-hmm. the end of February. Um, uh, because of I want know, an Madame award show. Omicron, that biatch. Yeah. yeah, I want an award show so, oh, so bad. bad. So, so uh, you know, one rumor that had been out there was, oh, you know, maybe Tom Holland... Uh, could be asked then. We heard the rumor uh, Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson could be asked to host. I guess that publicity with Kim, now they've fired They've off. raised his They've raised glowed. Kanye's. She glowed him up. That's right. <laughs> Julia Fox job. was glowed up by Kanye right. and Pete Davidson was glowed they up glowed in a, up different, a different world different by Kim Kardashian. That's right. And so that there's also been talk, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. People love him. People love I, him. I give you Steve. He's in love with Dwayne oh. The Anybody that's in their mid thirties, their loves him. Idol growing up. Is this your was, person? Oh yeah, Dwayne the Rock yeah. Johnson. Anybody Serious? in their mid, any male in their mid thirties, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the guy okay. because we all grew up watching him wrestling, and now he's our right. hero on the big screen. It's amazing. What about this? Okay. What about this? What about Magic Mike? What about Channum hosting the Oscars? Now, just bear with me. They're doing, you know, they're doing a third Magic Mike movie. Yes, and he can dance. He's comfortable on stage. He was a he, dancer, after all. That's right. He's comfortable in a live environment. He's funny. He doesn't take himself too seriously because we don't want another James Franco situation. Mm-hmm. He's well-liked in the business, has a good reputation, and he just happens to have a company of male dancers who could do an opening 
review, and then they can have their Spider-Man review. I'm producing this thing, but they have... <laughs> he should, it's a genius. The timing yes. is good and bad, but he has a movie coming of out course the he weekend does. of the Oscars. Yes. The Lost City, starring of- Channam and Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt has a cameo in it. It's released March 25th. The Oscars are the right. 27th. So I don't, it would be great promotion and, you know, but whether or not he can do it, I mean, there's no downside for him on this. You know, when I look back to the whole Kevin Hart debacle and everything, he would have been perfect. He would have. Because he attracts a younger crowd. I mean, everyone's trying to reach a younger crowd. They should just make a video game called the Academy, the Oscars. Yeah. And tie it in with Fortnite and Madden. But also know, (laughs) also know that um, a lot of times... Um, it's okay to go after both the live audience that still has their landline of, of, of TV, right. network, television, and cable, and know that it's going to get played. Streamed uh, and YouTube and YouTube and, and clips Twitter and everything. And how and everything other people watch. And be okay with that, you yeah. know? So anyway, I just think, you know, he could have at least have a meeting with somebody at the Bel Air Hotel in the next day or two. Is that, Lori, yeah. I love that you're recommending him. Yeah, just, um, good, just good an idea, that. just an idea. And then um, I still love the idea of, you know, I really would love to see Chris Rock do it. Me too, he's oh, funny. He's so funny, he's I just feel so like funny. we need a comedian to make fun of love. all of this. Yes. And um, I'm okay with Pete Davidson, it would be the glow up of glow ups. You know, it would of, make I really think that'd be fun. winning the couple off. If that were to happen. But it's on ABC and he's an NBC. I'm only just saying he's at, I don't, because I was just thinking it'd be fun if Chris Wig went out there. Yeah, and if- yeah, yeah. Well, you could enlist some people. So, and then, okay, so there's all these interesting roundtables that are happening with the Hollywood Reporter, the LA Times, Variety, where they're talking to different actors and a couple of interesting interviews, one with Sandra Bullock and one with Gina Davis. And Gina... Is an interesting person, and but she's always asked the same questions in interviews. Even though she has that amazing Gina Davis Institute on Gender Media, she's usually asked why she came up with it, which is a good question. But there's many more other ways to explore it, and I, I think she would talk about her mistakes if someone would ask her. But while she was doing this podcast, she did tell a couple of interesting angles on the Thelma and Louise. Movie, casting and because that's like that. a Ridley Scott movie, right? Who did the last duel and mm-hmm. the house of Gucci? That's how long and storied his career yes. is. He's 85. Um, but one thing that is old news to most, but new to me, was that she was not originally cast as Thelma, she had her agent Badger Ridley Scott for over a year. It's unbelievable to get that spot and. He took over as director, and um, so he was more open to meeting with her because it was somebody else. But she talked about, she said, um, I had read the script uh, for Thelma and Louise after being cast. I thought, oh, my God, this is the best script I've ever read. I wish I could be in it. And then she pursued it for a year because Ridley was only a producer at the time, and different directors and different Thelmas and Louises were being paired together mm-hmm. and falling apart. And for a year, my agent called at least once a week. Just so you know, Gene is available. She's right. still interested. Then when Ridley decided he was going to direct it, he said, okay, I'll meet with her. And I convinced him. 
to be in it. Then they cast Brad Pitt to be sort of my love interest. And it wasn't actually because he was younger. They didn't purposely try to cast someone younger than me. He just gave the best audition and he was the best choice. And I thought that was pretty cool because he was only like seven years younger than me. But I thought it was cool the way they handled it. Right. And cast him. So some of the other people, Michelle Pfeiffer and Jodie Foster were was the wish, wish list for the first for the scene. Okay. Okay, that was Thelma and Louise. Right. Then Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn Funny. pitched themselves as a pair, but they wanted to change the ending. Okay. Cher was seriously, seriously, seriously. Wanted to be in Thelma and Louise. She was considered to be Louise, the Susan Sarandon. And she would have been fantastic. Um, it was a great, it was a great cast. But she also talked about how The ageism in Hollywood, she said, it's so strange and so prevalent. A certain male actor that was making a movie said I was too old to be his romantic interest. And I was 20 years younger than he was. And you know what it is? Because in Hollywood still, women peak in their 20s and 30s. Men peak in their 40s and 50s as far as acting. So the male stars of the movies want to appear younger than they are. Or they want to appeal to younger people. So they always want a co-star who's younger. That is why that happens, and that's why women don't get cast very much, uh, because their their male co-stars don't even want them. And I had a co-star who didn't want me, and I thought, was it Warren Beatty? Was it Jack Nicholson? Who would it be? Was I? I don't know. I know Les Moonves was always uh, real. One of the things that he was just such an ick at CBS is he would always back up actors in their fifties and forties who were on TV shows who wanted and insisted the wife be 20 years younger. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been going on forever. For a long time. And, and I then, think now that women are running their own production companies, they're in charge of casting. But then we have Sandra Bullock giving this interview, and it was depressing as hell, Julia. What'd she say? It was a Hollywood reporter, and she said, um, you know, she did that Unforgivable for Netflix, and she said... People um, like that. Oh, I liked it. I, he said did you I watch it? it? Okay, yeah, I haven't seen yeah, it yet. It okay. Um, but she said, uh, you know, Netflix is good to artists. They're good to filmmakers. As if it wasn't for Netflix, a lot of people wouldn't be working. Stories wouldn't be told. Who would think that me, as a woman, would still be working at this point? I would have been out in the cow pasture. It's true. I mean, this is Sandra Bullock, an incredibly talented, universally right. beloved Oscar winner, just assuming she's not going to work after a certain age. That's still happening. I mean... The last bleepable woman, that whole skit that Julia Louis-Dreyfus and those other women did. For what? I don't uh, even know what you're talking about. It was a skit making fun of how in Hollywood, once you sure. turn 40, oh, you're this is your last Yeah, this is your last bleepable day. You're never going to be cast. Now you're going to be the mother or the grandmother. I mean, it is. It, it, things are changing gradually, Julia, but we have a lot more v- venues and stuff, but it's still not fast enough. When you got Sandra Bullock expressing this, the, and Bird Box 2 is happening. Okay. And The Lost City with Chanum is that's right. coming out March 25th. But it, yeah, it's just really in kind of incredible um, that that is still the thing. And I think that's why I was talking at the beauty salon this morning mm-hmm. uh, with some ladies about, and just like that. And yeah, I'm not the only one who oh. feels like they've blown it. I feel really bad because I tried to watch that last night. And it was so gloomy. I mean, I don't remember having any of those conversations. I mean, they're, I, I guess when they were at the picnic table. 
I just thought, what is happening? What here? is happening here? And what they could is- have had so much fun with Carrie's hip surgery, playing it off of I her know. bunions and her hips and her high heels. They're not yeah. taking any fun angles on that, and it's just making us mad. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's, hard. it's time for the dirt alert. It is. Let's we'll go. be back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Hi, Holly. Good afternoon, ladies. Happy Hump Day. Let's get right to it this afternoon with your 520 Dirt Alert. We've got a notable passing in the world of music. A big one today. Ronnie Spector, lead singer of the Ronettes, has passed away oh. at the age of 78 today. That's young. Hey, wow. my baby. Oh, she was just everything. I loved her hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her hair, her voice. She was just, she was so sexy. Oh, very much so. Now, a statement from her family today says, Our beloved Earth Angel Ronnie peacefully Mm. left this world today after a brief battle with cancer. Mm. They went on to say that she was with family, her husband, and that Ronnie lived her life with a twinkle in her eye, a spunky attitude, Mm -hmm. and a wicked sense of humor, and a smile on her face. Love it. And walking in the rain. She just had an amazing uh, amazing life. And she was married to Phil Spector. Yeah. Isn't that weird when you think of that? What the hell? Yeah. We're just losing legend after legend. Yeah, you know, we really are. Now, you guys did say, (sighs) you know, Ronnie Spector married to record producer Phil Spector. They were married from 1968 to 1974, Mm -hmm. and they had worked earlier, you know, with the Ronettes on songs like Be My Baby, popularizing Phil Spector's Wall of Sound productions. So, you know, really just, yeah, you know, it's been it's been rough in the world of celebrities lately, you know, so Mm -hmm. honoring her today. Hey, this just broke. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged. That's not surprising, but congratulations. I like those two. So Megan Fox posted a video on her Instagram account of the engagement. She said in July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, is it the banyan tree in Maui? No, that's not the isn't one. Isn't it a banyan? Is it ba- I always thought it was banyan tree. It could very well yeah. be. I think it was because I lived tree. in, yeah, mm. okay, banyan tree. I'm like, what's the banyan? So yeah. uh, <laughs> she said we were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. Oh, boy. Unaware of the work and sacrifices a relationship would require oh from us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. Oh, boy. Oh. Just There's so much wrong in everything that yeah, she's I know, saying. And I, I wish don't, she hadn't shared it like that. I know. That. Why can't you just say I'm delighted we're <laughs> over the moon? Well, these two are melodramatic. I guess. <laughs> wow. They really are. Oh, and it's set up, obviously, a multi-cam experience. You can go and see this on Megan Fox's Instagram, and they filmed the whole thing just for us. Oh, my God, the double wedding with Courtney. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest-growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I was just going to say, Travis Barker yeah, is I was coming just a step say. closer to reality. Um, well, just watch out for the reality okay. show of that happening probably in the near future. Let's get to the nasty news today concerning Prince Andrew. Oh, yes. <laughs> He is set to face a civil sex assault case in the United States after the motion to dismiss the lawsuit that Virginia Jufre had against Prince Andrew was dismissed today by a judge in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. It was not a good look for Prince Andrew to argue that Jeffrey Epstein's payment to Virginia Jeffrey covered him. Yep. Because it's even though I think that's what he thought. No, but because yeah. he Jeffrey Epstein trafficked Virginia to Prince Andrew, so he's saying, "Well, that trafficking incident should be covered under that I know. settlement." It, what a terrible look for a legal argument! Yeah, but he's just—he doesn't guilty. feel like he's bright, and he's, he's guilty. guilty. <laughs> and guilty, and guilty. Oh my goodness! Now, yeah, exactly what you just said. Prince Andrew's lawyers. We're saying that the complaint from Virginia should be dismissed because of a 2009 deal that she signed with Jeffrey Epstein. But the judge was like, no, I don't think so, that the case could continue. Yeah, that just covers (laughs) Jeffrey. That doesn't cover you, Prince Andrew. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, a statement issued by Virginia's lawyer said that she looks forward to a judicial judicial determination of merits of all of those claims. Well, he could just simply decide not to uh, participate any further in the trial. It's supposed to happen this year and just have a default judgment. He'll never travel to America. He'll live in his bubble and he'll never pay her a dime. But I think the pressure is going to come to pay her a settlement because now across the pond, more and more people are saying, why should Andrew keep his royal highness? Well, why? why should he keep his military titles? This is when Bad. Prince Harry did nothing and lost was stripped of all of his. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of conversations happening over in the UK about the Prince Andrew problem, I guess we could call yeah. it, because they're saying, do we deroyal him? What's happening? How mm-hmm. is it? You know, he's trying. Obviously, he doesn't have a lot of cash. He's uh, reportedly trying to sell his 17 million pound Swiss chalet to raise funds to pay for his legal bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, we don't know if it's going to settle, what's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, Prince Andrew does not come to the United States because the FBI would have some uh, interesting questions for Prince yeah. Andrew he'll, if he decided to come, come here. He'll never come here again. Right. He'll never be here. No. And no. I, I can't say really sad about it. No, can't say I'm <laughs> sad about it either. And I think he uh, knows that he's got a big problem. Mm-hmm. Now... SAG Award nominations out today. Uh, what do you guys think of this year's SAG nominees? Very excited. We Very love excited. that Yellowstone some... got a nom yeah. for the first time, and that we're happy about Jennifer Hudson. Yes. We haven't seen four of the five movies nominated. In, in the best film category. Yeah, in question. But other than that... Yeah, we're, we've got time. So you've got time. You've got homework to do, is we what do. I'm hearing. We have homework did you to see do. Being the Ricardos, Holly? I did. Did you like it? Yes, I actually like the movie. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought... Just, people, it's a 50-50. People love it or hate it. Like, they don't look up. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, Being the Ricardos, directed by Aaron Sorkin. It's a very Aaron Sorkin movie, but it's definitely takes... I don't... I guess I'm curious about people who don't like Being the Ricardos. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about what their criticisms are. I'll tell you. What is it? I I couldn't get past the first 15 minutes. Because? It was just boring, and it was... I just had no interest I mean, I just couldn't get past. It didn't take me in. There was nothing about it that screamed, I want to write this story. I want to know more about it. I just was kind of repelled. I mean, that sounds terrible. Repelled. Well, no, no, that's that's really, no, I'm fascinated by that. Because I suppose going into the movie, Julia, did you have any preconceived notions about what to expect? Oh, we talked about it forever. Well, we talked about the casting. was really, but no, I knew it was going to be about a day in time when all this stuff was happening. But I, but I really wasn't. I just couldn't get myself to go there. Yeah. No. Totally. Totally get it. I so, had a friend who said I hated it because I don't. I didn't want to know all that stuff about Lucy and Ricky. That's another. That's interesting. But I didn't even care yeah. about that. I just couldn't. <laughs> but you haven't watched it. Why haven't you watched it, Lori? You um, heard too many bad things about it. I, and I kind of didn't. I didn't have any. I haven't had any interest but, either. Yeah, but thing. a lot of movies I don't have interest yeah. in, but we watch. I don't know why this one is just not. But well, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to try. <laughs> Give it the old college try. Now it is. It is a long one. It's over two hours long. Uh-huh. So you know, it is one of those things. I think if you're not interested in the inside baseball story about what was happening behind yeah. the scenes of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. It might not grab attention. So, Julie, yeah. totally get why it was just like, you know what? Gave it 15 minutes. Right. You know, and I've got other things I need to watch. Were you surprised about any of the SAG nominations? Uh, you know, not really. The House, you know, House of Gucci, Power of the Dog, Succession, those are Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that Bradley Cooper got it for his very hilarious, deranged John Peters and Licorice Pizza. That was the only nom for Licorice. Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose uh, Hollywood likes to honor stories about Hollywood. And so yeah, they're doing right. it that way. Oh, there yeah, you go. Right. All right. right. That's a good point, Holly. All right. Well, happy hump day. Hey, Ollie, thank you. And how about that glow up Pete da- Davidson's getting? Oh, my I'm gosh. Kidding. Holy cow. The Oscars? Yeah, flex that BD, honey. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Holly. All right, my talkers. It's that time of the day on a hump day. So let's hang out with a little vintage scandal. And then there was a scandal. Vintage. Scandal. It was quite the scandal. Well, Julia, I yes. hope you're going to appreciate this vintage scandal okay. today because we were on the air when this scandal happened. And um, we were In obsessed <laughs> a little bit about this. The year is 2003, so we've yeah. been on the air a little, you know, I, 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 almost a year when this okay. incident happens, I think. And there was a, there's a, a new podcast, uh, which is where I heard about this story, and it, it it intrigued me so much. And it is about the investigation that was done by the Las Vegas police, the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, and Homeland Security. There were so many investigators investigating this incident that went down in Las Vegas, and that investigation is the Siegfried and Roy oh. tiger attack. Oh, 
Montecor. Montecor. Montecor is, is the tiger. Grant. That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember. We, we, I was all over this, oh, too. Oh, so were we. Did you ever see them perform? Yes, I did, actually. Yes. And it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, and, they, they and were they all over the place. they changed Vegas. Yes, yes, they did. I they mean, changed. they were starred in Vegas Vacation. I mean, they were they everywhere. They were the first $100 ticket mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Okay. Really? That That's was the cool. first ticket to cost $100 at the Mirage. So, um, so this podcast was devoted to all the different theories that they had about why the tiger attacked. Attacked, Okay, Mm -hmm. so during, here's, before the tiger attacked, it's the early hours of October 3rd, 2003, and Roy Horn is celebrating with a ritzy post-show bash at the Mirage in Las Vegas. Some 500 guests dined, dance, marveled. They had ice sculpture of roaring white tigers. And, you know, he was the one who had the soul Yes, yes, yes. And they were the toast of uh, Sin City. And he, along with Siegfried uh, Fischbacher, they blew out candles. He blew out candles on a cake that was fitted with tiny models of big cats. He said, I'm celebrating, I'm celebrating, celebrating. Some eight hours later... On stage in the casino's custom-built Siegfried and Roy Theater, Roy was vicious, viciously attacked by one of his beloved white tigers, Montecor. a 400-pound bengal called Montecor, which the moniker translates from Persian and Latin and means man-eater. Oh, there you okay. go. Bizarre name. It was destined right? to happen. <laughs> and um, medical magic really did save Roy Horn's life that night, but they did um, save Las Vegas. Ziggy yes, and Roy yes, show. yes, yes, yes. Okay. But it shut down permanently yep. as allegations circulated that the tiger attack may not have been random. And they had all these investigative arms about why did the tiger attack after all these years wow okay and i remember siegfried and roy saying he was protecting him yes yes okay so there were theories that it wasn't an accident someone triggered the tiger right the podcast is called wild things siegfried and roy and it premiered today okay okay and you wonder why okay why would someone want to turn a tiger against a magician some of the possibilities that were being investigated and Animal activists seeking revenge. Okay. Someone attempting to financially hobble the city of Las Vegas. And even homophobia was explored. There was speculation that the tiger mauled Roy because there was an unusual scent on him or someone in the front had an unusual Scent on them. And so it was viewed as possibly we have to rule out, is it a hate crime? They had to explore basically everything, no matter how far-fetched. Right. And the Mirage Mirage got an email the day after the attack. The attack, and it said if there's audio and video of the tiger attack, it should be analyzed for far UV and or high ultrasonics, as well as other triggers that might be the work of a terrorist aiming at a high-profile gay target. Wow. Like somebody, a light sure, or something like, a, like that. Yeah. That tip was included in the USDA's government report. Okay. It was the wildest case that any of these investigators had ever worked on. And the Las Vegas Metro Police Department, they arrived on the scene right away and began to sift through the evidence, and they viewed it as an actual 
crime and they had crime scene investigators really? like CSI. Right. You know, sweeping for everything. They had a person that went undercover. They spent hours and hours and hours investigating this. So if you're wondering why like this rust gun shooting is taking so yes. much time, it's exhaustive because they basically are ruling out every single angle of this of why. Yeah, and Michael Game, who he was on the podcast, and at the time he was the sergeant of counterterrorism for the Las Vegas uh, PD. He revealed he just said, "Listen, did someone in the audience do something to cause the animal to react the way it did? And can we prove it?" That was our bottom line, plain and simple. That's how we approach the investigation. They performed. Two months of background checks on all the people who attended wow. or worked on the show. They did a background check on the tiger exhaustively yeah, from to make sure it was Montecor. <laughs> yeah, Mirage owner Steve Wynn yes. even jumped into the fray of conspiracy theories because a handful of casino executives saw the footage. Oh. It was never released. Yeah. Okay. And he pointed out a strange woman from the audience, tall with a sky-scraping beehive hairdo, and wondered if her height or her hair Threw distracted off. the tiger. And the detectives working the lead was, could she have smuggled a scent in her hair? Because they were thinking, was there a pheromone? Because there were so many performances before this for years. Nothing. Since like 85. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2003. Almost 20 years. According to the Hollywood Reporter, during a previous backstage visit from Demi Moore, Montecor's brother, Yahan, got very excited by her perfume. Okay. Okay. An inside source also wondered if the distracting scent could have come from Horn himself. The theory that this um, sergeant of counterterrorism told the podcast people was that there was something on Roy's breath that was unusual. Maybe he'd eaten something different, something from his birthday party the night before. Didn't could've... they even theorize, Lori, that maybe he was having a stroke in Montecor? Oh, it could have been alcohol, animals, okay. you know, blah, blah, blah. But Horn himself offered the most benign uh, what, what if of all. Right. He suffered from high blood pressure and he suggested to entertainment tonight i got a stroke i fell down the cat was trying to save me he did what every cat would do he picked me up by the neck he carried me to the side he relieved the blood pressure or i would be brain dead mm. he saved my life right. he wasn't attacking me right but tiger experts were like no that cat was going for the jugular jugular that was a typical kill bite yeah. by a tiger cut get the artery and uh, people also said Roy bl- had only himself to blame because he'd become increasingly distant from the animals that he once adored. They had people that worked with the cats that say Instead the of handlers them, right. that Roy was treating them more like props okay. and he was not respecting them and treating them like people the way he used to. And I remember... Um, he used to be so adamant with the handlers. He and Siegfried would say, these are not tamed animals. You have to always let them know that you know who they are. So the handlers were like, he was kind of like... He was losing interest. The, yeah. And because night, he had such back their backstory. I mean, they were he, they were huge on a cruise ship for cats. Well, that's how Remember, he and Siegfried yeah. met. Mm-hmm. The night of the incident, Montecor missed his mark on stage, stepped forward toward the front row, and became confused as Roy pulled him back. The tiger grabbed Horn's arm in his mouth. Horn swatted the tiger 
with his microphone and said, release. And the cat did as he was told and put his paw on Roy's foot. Mm -hmm. Then Roy tripped backwards and the tiger loomed over him and bounced, ripped into his neck. He was dragged 30 feet off stage, gushing blood. They sprayed Montecor with a fire extinguisher. Then they beat him with the fire extinguisher. That finally got the tiger to go. But he had torn Roy's juggler vein, narrowly missing the carotid. He was rushed to the hospital, modern miracle. And like I said, just a handful of casino execs saw the footage. Can you imagine being there and seeing that? Oh, my god! Can you imagine seeing that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, uh, they, they just... Basically, you know, had to just keep ruling out all these wild. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. How did they come up with that at the end of the day? It basically, the the tiger acted like a tiger. Yeah, it was, yep. Yeah, animal and was an animal. It, he was just being an animal. Yeah. And the tiger died in 2014. Roy died in 20. 20- 20, he actually died of complications from COVID, and Siegfried died last January from yeah. pancreatic. But thinking back on what they did, I mean, they they were really something else and changed Vegas forever. And yeah. they flicked the switch from old Vegas to new, yeah, definitely. They did. And they, you know, they broke the ceiling. But Roy being mauled was the death knell of the show, and yeah. they couldn't do anything after that. It was just done. And we had, oh gosh, Grant, we we were all over the story. Oh, yeah. We had a guy we had, here. We had um, a guy, Joe Sushere's Joe brother, brother, John, yeah. who pretended to be Montecor's trainer that would come on and talk to us. Oh, we were, <laughs> we were obsessed <laughs> with this story. But anyway, it's an, yeah. It's a heck of a story. Wow. It really, oh, it really my gosh. Is. The way you describe that, that was the most visual concept I've had of the attack. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. that was really... Yeah, really so put it this into perspective. podcast that came out today is kind of interesting. Yeah. If you have that, that's just a wild story. All right, listen, we'll be right back. All right, thanks, Grant. I've got just a public service warning, All right. okay. announcement, Let's a PSA, if you will, that if you're going to be celebrating romantically and you like to use Viagra or Cialis, <laughs> watch your alcohol intake. Okay. In the combination. What does that things. mean? Tell us. Well, just. Do you just, know something? Yeah, you can end up in the hospital. Oh, you could have, because if you drink too much and are in Viagra, you could have a stroke or something? Yeah, or your wiener could stay hard and you could get that pry, whatever they call it. You know, I'm just saying be the four real. hour. Yeah, the, yeah, the uh, erection that won't end. So oh, wonderful. you're funny. All so right. just, just be careful. Just watch your champagne and Viagra intake <laughs> together. This is thank you for the PSA. All right, PSA so Roy, of the day. Yeah. A couple things that are happening. Um, Stephen, You're not going to hear that on any other program. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm, yeah, thank you for that. Um, Stevie Nicks will be the first female to head, headline Bonnaroo. Now, she oh, hasn't toured at awesome. all, and many people haven't toured at all no. because of the... You, but she Crap was like really to... because of her age and right, everything. She has... Oh my gosh, this makes me so want to go to Bonnaroo. So this June, the headliners are J. Cole and Tool and... Um, Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. And the thing at Bonnaroo, 
that they do, because I went once, so went for the whole four days, is on the headline nights, the Thursday or the Friday and Saturday headliner. Because there's multiple stages at these right, festivals, right, right, right. but for Bonnaroo, it's just Friday night if it's whoever and Saturday. Nobody else is playing at the time they're on. I like that. It makes it easy. It makes it you easy, and choose. the two main stages are in huge, right. huge. You know, it's it's a farm. It's a big farm. It's a, you know, six hundred acre farm or whatever. But that's kind of fun because yeah. everyone's having the same experience. Because then the rest of the festival, there's multiple stages, and so it depends. Do you like EDM? Do you like yeah. country? Do you have the but the but night, headline night? The headline at night. One act. That's what wasn't that kind of the worry with uh, Astro World because everybody there was only one stage, right? It, and, but that's just a smaller area. Yeah, it's a way smaller, smaller area. Smaller yeah. area. But and I'm not can, trying to compare the two. No, by but no. yeah, it's Astro World's a di- little different because it's just one stage with mm-hmm. you know people time. would go on. Yes, different acts would go on, mm-hmm. and this ticket take uh, go on sale this Thursday at Bonnaroo.com. Um, so that is, she just said. Um, the pandemic, remember she said it was stealing her youth oh, for yeah. years? And oh, she yeah. said, quote, I don't have just 10 years to hang around and wait for this thing to go away. That's right. I have places to go, people to sing for, and another album to make. Oh, good. Oh, I so love that's CD helping. Nick. She's so good. I'm so glad that I went to that. Uh, did you go with me in the Chrissy no. Hine and Stevie no. Nicks show? That was that amazing. No. Holly did a good show. job today wow. and posted um, Twin Panda Cubs. Oh, my word. They Those made are their so cute. cutest things. Yeah. Zhao Zhao and Lili. They were the first panda twins ever born. Um, I don't know what. Uh, yeah, I think. What do you mean, ever born? What well, since the Tokyo Zoo is a new star attraction, the panda twins. Oh, oh they have been born in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's happening. I did catch last night, Lori, the King Kings of Napa. Oh yeah. The new show oh, yeah, on. Oh, like about it. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I kind of, I really liked it. It was good and it's juicy. Any, so, uh, any. So it's about the different. It's. It's a family that owns a vineyard. Which and, vineyard, by chance, do you know? Uh, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the vineyard in California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the family patriarch dies suddenly. Oh. And then what unfolds from that? It's good. I so, liked it a lot. It's it's it was good. Nice. Um, you guys, are you excited about um, Rita Wilson announcing that she's joining 1883? Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of fun. Season. Nice to see Tom in there and now his wife making an appearance. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like she might be a regular. Right. Boy, they sure don't have Faith Hill act very much in that. <laughs> Honestly, they, they use her nose. very sparingly. <laughs> They're yes, they hiding do. that nose. Oh, my word. <laughs> Casey was so Did, mean. Wait a minute. Was there a new one on this week? Paramount Plus. There, it's not dropping on the Paramount or I CMT. have Paramount Plus through someone I work with. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you have to you go. I have my it. own icon. Even. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to go and you got to go to it. Okay, got because, it. Because like the first th- two or three episodes, they were airing on, on Paramount yes, and right. CMT. Now right. they're now that they're, was kind of a little teaser to get you. Now, if you want the rest, you gotta got to come it, buy our. Got pers- it. Got oh, it. Yeah. All right. So on CNBC tonight, American Greed marks its two hundredth episode. With a timely recap of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, who was just found guilty last week. So if you want to watch that, it might be kind of interesting. Interesting. Other things that are happening are, I don't know, Lori's going to watch Ian the Ricardos. No, Army Hammer (laughs) is not in any of the posters for Death on the Nile. Well, I'm just saying, you, keep, you know. Yeah, keep it away. Yeah. But he, he, I did see a trailer for that, and it actually looks kind of good. Okay, so was this, back to 1883, was this past Sunday's episode good? 
Um, Are you guys liking it? It's getting better, yes. It's getting better. I think that um, one thing Tyler Sheridan does, and he's done this with Yellowstone, sometimes he just likes to have a big vista, a scene take place with music and no no dialogue. So I thought it was beautiful when she was playing the piano and all Mm -hmm. the immigrants had to dump all their furniture to cross the river. Yeah, they set a mood. They set a mood. Yeah, they set a mood. I mean, yeah, but I am struck at how little acting Faith Hill does in it, how little... Her role is all right. I think it's I. Then the little she does, I'm not really intrigued. So I'm kind of glad they're kind of yeah, getting yeah, another this, strong female lead. The person to watch is, is that Sam daughter, Elliot Sam and Elliot the daughter. And the that daughter, daughter yeah. is amazing. Yeah, she is. She kind of reminds me of very, very young Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, she does, and she's stunning. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I'm intrigued with her cowboy romance. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Well. Mm-hmm. For those of us who aren't caught up. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Is it and, uh, Isabel May? Is that the yes. one? Yeah. yeah. Yes. She yeah. is really stunning. Good. Yes. What day is it? It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Wednesday. You're welcome to come to the old bowling alley tonight and check out the goods at the local lanes. <laughs> I'm going to my mama's. Oh, yeah. to my mom. um, everyone have a great night. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. And we will be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.